Hello and welcome to my weekly podcast interview of In the House Seats with me, your host, Craig Bartley. This is where every Sunday we talk about all stuff regarding theatre, film, television and the ups and downs while training for the performing arts industry. Who knows, some things could even relate to your experiences as a theatre wannabe or participant. Or if you are a parent or guardian of a future performer, it may help you to understand about training and the entertainment industry from a different perspective and someone else's point of view. I will be speaking to professional performers, choreographers, adjudicators and industry leaders to find out more about them and their transitions and journeys from learning their crafts to the professionals that they are today. So for the next 30 minutes, all you need to do is sit back, relax, enjoy and listen with us. Today in the house seats, we have West End performer and professional ballet dancer, Reese Anthony Yeomans. Hello, Reese. Hi, Craig. How are you? I'm very well. It's great to have you here with me today in the house seats, and I'm excited to delve into your career and get your views about today's industry and life in general. Now, of late, you've been carving out a fantastic career for yourself as a professional ballet dancer, although you started primarily in musical theatre. So tell us how it all started. Where are you from? And as a youngster, where did you train? So it all started in Manchester, where I'm, where I'm born and bred. Um, and when I was about eight or nine years old, I went to actually watch Billy Elliot the Musical in the London's West End with my grandma and my mum. And after watching the show, I completely fell in love with the whole arts world. And I was so intrigued to, to find out more. When I went back to Manchester, um, there was a local dance school on a Saturday called Stagecoach. And I did, I started there where you'd do three hours on a Saturday, like an hour of singing, an hour of dancing, and an hour of acting. And I was there for a couple of months and I could see that I was improving and like getting more confident with myself. And yeah, it was an amazing experience. And then a few months down the line, there was an audition in Leeds for Manchester for Billy Elliot, the musical. And my principal at the stagecoach school said, we should go for it. So my mum drove me down to Leeds and like I had not that much like dance experience and singing experience, but um, I just thought I could, I might as well go because it's a show that I've always wanted to do and from seeing it a few years ago, I was so inspired that I had the opportunity to go on audition because it was an open call. Okay, well, because of your ability to perform in musical theatre, you were chosen to play the part of Billy Elliot in the West End at the Victoria Palace Theatre in an 18-month contract. Now, you had to audition out of 400 boys to secure this role. How did that feel? Auditioning for Billy Elliot was a crazy experience. When I walked into the audition, there was 400, 500 boys there and who were all so much more talented than me and had ballet shoes and tap shoes because I didn't have any of them. So yeah, it was very, it was a very scary experience, but like, I feel like my natural ability came through and I felt that they could potentially see something in me, which was very exciting. So being offered the role with such little experience was a very life changing for me. Now in that show alone, you have had to be able to perform many styles to play the role of Billy. You have to not just be able to be a ballet dancer, but you have to sing, act, dance, do hip hop, tap, jazz dance, and even be a gymnast that flies. 
For those that wish to pursue a career into performing, do you feel that learning many different styles are compulsory for today's castings and audition requirement? I feel like being as versatile as you can in this industry is is amazing. I like to think I'm like a sponge. I like to grab hold of everything I possibly can because nowadays you you can't just be a one-trick pony. You have to have so many different aspects and things about you, not just dancing, your personality, what you want to bring to the art form. And so for me, I would never say no to trying something new and giving another style a go because you never know where your future might hold. Yeah, absolutely. Since being in Billy and even in your first professional jobs, do you think that the dance styles and genres have changed much to fit into today's current trends? I definitely feel like nowadays ballet is becoming such a more of an impressive art form in terms of collaborating with contemporary artists, street dance artists. And I think it's very relevant at the moment seeing young choreographers having their vision on the ballet art form and seeing what they can push further for the future generations. It's um, Ballet is the grounding for all dance, so it's very important that you have that structure and technique to follow through. In 2017, you graced our screens with some amazing dancing in BBC Young Dancer of the Year, and you even won the ballet category, so big congratulations for that. During this time, you were actually already in college as you attended the English National Ballet School. Obviously, because of your talent, did they encourage you to take part in the BBC programme or was it your decision? During my third year at the English National Ballet School, my director, Samira Saidi, was actually emailed if she had any students that would be willing to take part in the competition. And she immediately came to me. I've actually been watch- watched it for the last, the last year and was very intrigued by the whole process, how it gives someone such an amazing opportunity to get to perform in Sadler's and work with an up-and-coming choreographer. So I was really intrigued to apply for the, the audition. To be part of, yeah. Now, this series was spread out over a few weeks from the initial broadcast through to the final. Just remind the listeners about filming that show and some of the pieces that you performed during that time. During the filming for the show, there was many different stages. The first stage was about 20 ballet dancers, and that was in, I believe, Belfast. And that first round was basically so the judges could see you do one classical solo and one contemporary solo it was very difficult process to be doing whilst being a third year student at school so in my free time I would be rehearsing the pieces one piece was called Puck which was choreographed by my friend Daniel Myers this piece was inspired kind of on my personality because I feel like I'm quite a cheeky chappy and Puck from Shakespeare's Midsummer's Night's Dream is a very easy character to portray for me so I felt like it was a great way for me to showcase my personality on stage. Incidentally, listeners, you can see all of the footage of Reese's performances on YouTube from the whole series if you would like to see this young man in action. Trust me, he is a fantastic dancer. Now, let's talk a little bit about your commitment in your training regime for a moment. We have a regular boy from the outskirts of Manchester, 
How would you manage your average day between schooling and training? From the age of 12 to 16, I was back home after finishing Billy Elliot the Musical and was in my grammar school where I would be doing my normal day-to-day schoolwork from nine till four o'clock. And then after being a normal kid, I'd, my mum would pick me up and race me to Denton to Centrepoint in Manchester, where I would train from five till 9.30 o'clock at night every day um, for six days a week. So it was very, very intense, but it was what I loved. So all the hard work was never really a pain. It was always something that I've, I've loved and I'm so lucky that I have such supporting parents that have been there behind me to help me with this career. That's fantastic. That's fantastic because it's really good to have support from the family life so you can achieve in your your career. What would you suggest to a budding learner in order for them to reach their goals and dreams to succeed? For, For me, I always say it's great to have inspirations to look up to, especially nowadays on social media. You can see so much artwork out there. For me, as an individual, I like to see the small improvements of myself and never get too in my head about what the big picture is and try and start from what you've done today. What was that? What's the first thing you've done? And like, how did I improve in that ballet class? Oh, I did this well. I did this well. And can I carry on forward? So just seeing each day as a new day and something that you've improved on. So with all your regime of learning and in class and so forth, how do you fit in a social life with friends and hobbies? It can be very hard to have a social life in the ballet career because it's such a never-ending, perfecting career. But I do like to, at the weekends when I have my own free time, to either just have my own space or be with a small group of friends, watch films and just kind of escape from the ballet world for just just a few days before getting back to it in the in the day because I feel like all my friends tend to be in the art world but it's kind of difficult to, to have that escape because in your spare time I know you like traveling and reading as well now you are an absolute athletic muscle machine with literally no fat on you at all because of your constant ballet discipline. Tell me, Reese, how can you love hummus so much and stay in that shape? God, I just love hummus so much, but I feel like with the career I have, I'm very fortunate that I do burn a lot of calories. And I think ballet dancers in particular are such um, affectionate. So we're always constantly working out in the gym or doing our ballet classes. So... Luckily, I'm okay for now. Maybe in the future, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) When you get to my age, Hermes goes to the hips, trust me. So changing the subject from work, what have you been up to in lockdown and have you learned any new skills or taken up a creative hobby? I've actually delved into another passion of mine, which is photography. And I've actually been doing live FaceTime shoots with a few friends from across the, the world actually and it's it sounds complicated but it's actually been a, a great way to like learn and collaborate with different people that I've wanted to meet and some people I haven't met just through social media so it's been great to shoot and edit and do do things that I wouldn't normally have the time to do in my normal day-to-day life. That's fantastic. It's really good to keep in touch. That's the nicest thing about social media and having the internet resources is that you can actually keep in contact with everybody around the world that you've met along the way.
one particular principal role that you could dance, what would it be? Or have you danced your favorite already? There's so many different roles I want to do in my career. But I feel to highlight a few would definitely be Romeo and Romeo and Juliet. I just feel it's such a beautiful role. And hopefully one day I get to put my stamp on it. But I've actually been very lucky within my short career in the ballet world to have worked with some of the most amazing choreographers to date. A quick highlight of mine is definitely working in my first season of English National Ballet with um, William Forsyth, where I got to get created a piece for, for basically for eight guys, but to work with him on a one-to-one level, which was a very surreal and amazing opportunity, especially for I was only 19 years old then. So it was very special. Well, how old are you now? 22. 22? Yeah. Making me old, making me old. How does it work being a performer in the ballet world? Do you have to have a regular theatrical agent to find you work or do you get invited into a production? With most ballet companies, you tend to have to audition. And once you get the job, then your your job is very secure and it's an amazing thing. Sometimes when we do productions, big productions like Swan Lake and Cinderella at the Royal Albert Hall, we may need more dancers. So... A lot of freelancers are starting to come into the works now because ballet companies just need as many dancers as they can to do different productions. Let's just go back for a moment to before your professional career started and when you competed in dance festivals. Do you feel that dance festivals and competitions give a solid grounding and progress dancers and performers for a future in the industry? I was very lucky from a young age to to have competed in so many dance competitions and festivals over the years. And I felt like every time I was on that stage, I was growing and learning and having that opportunity to just really shine on that stage. So yes, I feel like the festivals are so important. It's basically what we all love to do. The reason why I train so hard is because we're on that stage and we get to perform. So yeah, it was a very vital part of my childhood. So was I the worst adjudicator ever to pull you up on your grangettes? <laughs> I remember that that actual uh, festival where you told me you gave me the gold medal and you remember I remember your corrections and you made me do it in front of everyone which was very great and it was a it was a fun ex- experience because I never really had that interaction with an adjudicator before so it was great I know I'm not your norm am I <laughs> This is so great that I have you here in the house seats today, as it has been such a long time since I've seen you, and I've been dying to catch up with you. So tell us, is there anyone special in your life apart from your lovely mum, Joanne? Apart from my mum, there's no one special in my life as of yet, but who knows what the future may hold. I feel like I'm a very career-driven person, but I definitely need to lighten up in that area. Since being accepted into the English National Ballet Company, what roles have you played so far? And do you prefer pas de deux or soloist sections? I've had the opportunity to perform many different roles within the English National Ballet. To highlight a few, definitely a soloist boy in playlist one and two, 
which is a William Forsyth piece. I've been able to play Neapolitan in Swan Lake, which is a very exposed number, which is one of the first soloist roles I did in the company. But I also really do enjoy partnering because for me, I feel it's very amazing to have that connection on stage and have that complete trust with the person that you're dancing with. That leads Um, me on beautifully to my next question. Have you had any awkward partners in Pas de Deux work? I was very, very new to the company when I got the chance to do Neapolitan. And I actually danced with a first soloist in the company who was a lot, lot older than me and who we never really spoke to that much. But as we gradually got dancing together, the, the barriers did lift and her ways of telling me how to partner was very interesting, but it was all a great learning curve. And now we're the best of friends. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> because you are only performing in ballets at present, Do you miss musical theatre in performing tap and jazz and singing as you did in Billy Elliot? I mean, basically, do you miss the jazz hands? I do very much miss the musical theatre world, but hopefully one day I will definitely get back into it. But I do try and in my free time go to Pineapple and try and take as many different classes as I can and just to keep that aspect up because it's something that I've had since so young so I feel like it's very important to as I said before stay as versatile as possible that's brilliant with everybody being in lockdown scenario right now what are your feelings about theatres being closed at present especially with jobs so scarce within the industry anyway I feel it's a very scary time for the the theatre industry And obviously it's going to be still a while until theatres are going to open again, but I feel it's for the safety of our country. And I feel like this time is making everyone realise just how much we will miss it and how much more exciting it'll be when we can go back to the theatre to watch live art. So a little bit more waiting time. I totally yeah. agree because it's it's um it's there's nothing like watching live entertainment, that's for sure. So what do you see yourself going into in the future? And what would you like to be considered for when we get back to normal? I do definitely want to get into the film industry and also like a, a dance film would be a dream because I feel like it's something I haven't touched on yet. And I'm one of those people that likes a new challenge and likes to test my creativity. So hopefully something like that. That's great. So apart from me, obviously, who is your idol and who do you get inspired by? I've had so many inspirations over the years, especially like Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire. They are idols I'll take with me to my grave. But I feel my day-to-day idols are definitely my colleagues. Seeing them every day and how they work is very inspiring for me. And a huge inspiration in the company is Jeffrey Serial, one of our principals, who I admire so very much. Fantastic. Would you ever consider going back into a musical or have you completely gone into the classical world for good now? As musical theatre was the first thing I fell in love with, I definitely feel like I will get back to it one day. That's brilliant. 
With you being an avid theatre goer, when the industry comes back into normality and shows go back up and running again, do you think that you would like to see some fresh new faces in lead West End roles? Definitely. I think it's very important for new upcoming talents to have a chance to be on the West End and showcase what they've got. Um, I think it's very important to keep renewing new faces. So definitely, yeah. What were you working on before lockdown and social distancing? We were working on Creature by Akram Khan. He is an amazing choreographer that we have worked with before at English Society, where he created Giselle, which was a huge success. So we were in like a 10-week rehearsal period with him where we were basically so close to performing at Saddle as well as theatre. But unfortunately, due to lockdown, we couldn't go ahead. But we will be taking that on board in the future to come. Well, whatever job you are working on or you get cast for next, I am sure that you will be working for many years yet to come. Well, what an amazing career path you have had with so much to still achieve within the industry. Reese. thank you so much as it has been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today and learn about your career along with my listeners. I cannot wait to see you in your next production. So Reese, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, unfortunately, that's it for this week. However, don't forget to tune in every Sunday for my next guest in the house seats. Chat soon. This broadcast can be heard on my website at www.craigbartley.com or tune in on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Worldwide and Google Podcasts by looking up In the House Seats with Craig Bartley.